0: Oh, this has been so rich and full this entire time, and we want to take these few minutes that we have to connect together with the Word of God, to see how God might once again bring the scriptures close to our hearts and to our lives. So I invite you to just take a deep breath and to just say out loud with me, God, I'm ready to hear from you. My ears, my ears are open, my heart is open, heart is open. speak, Lord, speak, Lord. I'm, listening. I'm listening. That's our prayer to you, God. We are just welcoming God's spirit to speak right now because there's a word of the Lord that's for each one of us, and God knows what each one of us needs to hear. You know, in Anza Borrego, like many deserts, seeds stay in the ground much longer than we see the evidence of their presence. And those blossoms of varied colors and styles, have you seen those? Reds and oranges and yellows and just brilliant colors. I love the desert in bloom. It's hard to believe but some of those seeds stay in the ground for 12 years before we ever see a bloom. Do not mistake dormancy for death. Do not mistake dormancy for death for there are times When seeds stay undetected before they burst into life. Now, this psalm that we're going to go into is an exciting one because what we have been immersed in all week is the story of Daniel. And Daniel was ripped from his home, from his country, from his family, from all those things that he knew and that he loved. But they did not understand the seeds that were planted in Daniel's life. They did not know that in Daniel and in his friends were seeds that though they might have taken a while to sprout and to bloom, that there were seeds firmly planted in them. And they were immersed. They were taught. They sang. They knew the story in themselves. Because as these young people were ripped away from their family by King Nebuchadnezzar who marched from Babylon and who tore down their city and their temple, they took off what was most precious to the people. You see, it wasn't the treasure. It wasn't even the walls of the city. The thing that was so difficult for the people of God to see was taking the young people. Daniel and his friends would have been between 10 years old and 18 years old when Nebuchadnezzar took them from their home. Most likely 10, 11, 12 years old. Are there any people here today that are 10, 11, or 12 years old? Raise your hand. Can you imagine what Daniel faced? Can you imagine being ripped away from those that you knew and that you loved? And yet the story of God was so deep within him that he was able to stand. He was able to have courage in captivity. So, the psalm, as we have been in the Psalms of summer this season, the psalm that we're looking at today is Psalm 126. And this is actually the, story, the song, the, the story of God at the end of captivity when the people of God were coming out of their captivity in Babylon and returning to Jerusalem. So Daniel would have been taken likely at 10, 11, or 12 years old, taken from his home. He lived in captivity his whole life. And then around the time of King Darius, when he was taken and had that moment, taken into the lion's den when he had to stand for praying to God and trusting in God, he would have been in his 80s. Is there anyone here in their 80s? Proud and in your 80s? Just raise your hand. A few of you praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for you, right? You have lived beyond the three score and ten in Scripture. Praise the Lord. He would have been in his 80s. Notice this, friends. God is never done with the adventure of faith. (laughs) He had courage at 10, 11, 12 years old, and he had courage in his 80s. But this was the song of the people of God as they returned back from their captivity. Let's hear together the word of the Lord. Psalm 126 is where we're turning. That was so good, Sawyer. Thank you for reading that with Pastor Linda. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Have you ever had those experiences where it just feels too good to be true? Just so good to be true. You just can hardly contain your joy. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, Lord, like the streams in the Negev. Those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. This is the psalm with the most marks In my Bible, as I said, for over 20 years, I've been reading a psalm a day, and so every time I've come around to this one and needed to claim it, that in the kingdom of God, those who sow with tears reap with songs of joy, I write the date there. I claim this again and again, for this has been true of the people of God who faced captivity then, and it's true of the people of God now, that God answers and hears and responds in faithfulness. Imagine these words coming from people who are just freed from exile. Imagine the joy that they have, like Spurgeon, Charles Spurgeon said, the mercy was so unexpected, so amazing, so singular that they could do no less than laugh. They laughed so much their mouths were full of it, and that because their hearts were full too. We know this feeling, don't we? You might not have been ripped away and led into Babylonian captivity, but you know what your captivity has looked like. You know when you have been in a foreign land and then you're returning home. You know that feeling when God has been so faithful to you and given you the courage you needed. And then you find yourself back in a place that you are so grateful for because God has been so good to you. This psalm shares both sides of the experience. The rejoicing, the mouths filled with laughter and hearts filled with joy. But also on the other side, the second half starting in verse 4 is that these people are actually praying for and crying out for continued Deliverance. You see, Ezra and Nehemiah go on in their ministry to rebuild, and everybody goes through the ongoing redemption of God. So, there's this first part of acknowledgement of praise, and the second part that reaping will keep going, and we're going to still keep crying, but God is still going to keep faithfully answering and giving us what we need. So, Daniel keeps relying on God throughout his whole story. And we too are invited to rely on and depend on God no matter what. I'm going to, which I hope that microphone switches with me. Uh, I'm wondering if I could have some volunteers between the ages of 10 and 18. Would you come? Would you come? Would you come? Would you come? Oh, you're not 10. I know you. You just turned nine, son. Hold on for another year. (laughs) (laughs) I do love you, though. Is there one more? Yes, please. Please, please. Please, please. I don't know who you're pointing at, but please. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold that thought. Stay right where you are. Thank you so much for volunteering. Pastor Linda, would you help me for just a minute? I'm going to these guys to put on these blindfolds. I need you to put on the blindfold and make sure that you can't see. How many fingers am I holding up? Two. Then you're able to see. Great, so glad we had this little talk. All right, make sure that your eyes are completely closed because it might not work otherwise, okay? All right, you're all set? Okay, so do we remember what we talked about this week? Can you close your eyes? Okay, good, you can close your eyes. You've got this, all right. Hold on to the shoulders tightly of the person in front of you as I am talking. Would you please hold on to the shoulders of the person in front of you? Those are fabulous 4th of July nails. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay. Now, remember, hold, hold like you want to actually stay together. Now, like, there you go. There you go. Good. Okay. So remember what we studied this week, right? We talked about Daniel. Daniel had courage in captivity. Now Daniel would have been around the age of these friends right here. 10, 11, 12 years old with his friends. Life is a walk of trust. Amen? You don't always know where you're going. You don't always know where God is leading you. But God takes you by the hand and walks with you. And Daniel, could you imagine as he was walking with God that he he was actually seeing how God was working in his life as he was led out of his home and into Babylon. Can you imagine if he was wondering What is God doing when he was standing before the king and they were trying to get him to eat other things and do other things and become a part of the culture and the custom? He had to really stand strong for God, right? Now, could you imagine in Daniel chapter two when he was brought before the king and he was relying on God to interpret a dream, how much he had to trust when he could not see. He had to say, God, only you alone know Can you imagine Daniel, who was appointed to be a ruler in Babylon as he was off most likely in a foreign land, and his friends Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were standing tall and not bowing before the statue. When Daniel heard that, he knew that they were walking by faith even though they could not see. Can you imagine what Daniel felt? Those bumps in the road, right? Those are real. Like walking, walking. That's real right there. That was real trust and faith. I'm glad you trust me. Daniel appeared before the king and heard what they were doing as they were testing him and saying you should pray to no one else other than the king. Daniel said, oh, watch out for the pillar. Daniel said... Daniel said, I will pray to God and God will save me. And he trusted God. Daniel trusted God when he could not see even though he was being put in the lion's den. And God closed the mouths. Weren't those lions cute up there? God closed the mouths of the lions. Oh dear, there's going to be people that are going to come along and try to distract you even, even in this crowd. And Daniel trusted all along when he could not see. And you know what God did? God grew him throughout the experience. We don't always know why the pain happens in our life. We don't always understand what God is doing. But God is faithful and God will give us courage as we walk this life of faith with trust as God leads us through each step. Now sometimes we are taken up to places that we don't know where we're going and we don't understand, and we just find ourselves stumbling a little bit. Sometimes we have to just feel it out, and we might lose our grip, and we might lose our footing, but God keeps leading us, and we find ourselves in some unexpected places, but God keeps leading us. You can take off your blindfolds for a moment and you can say hello to these beautiful people. I'm wondering if any of you have ever had a time when you had to trust God when you didn't know where God was leading. Raise your hand if you've ever had a time when you had to trust God even though you didn't know where God was leading. Look at how many people have had that experience. Did you know where I was leading? No. (laughs) You did not know, right? But you trusted. Yes. And it turned out okay. You know what? God is so faithful and God is so good that even when we can't see, we can trust just like Daniel did and have courage because God will lead us through, right? Amen. Thank you so much for your help. Can you clap for these amazing volunteers? Thank you so much for your help. Thank you, thank you. Daniel, his life span from 10 years old to 80 years old demonstrating courage, and captivity. He could testify that when the Lord restores, it fills our hearts with joy, but he could also testify the other part of the story, that there is pain in that process, that it takes a while for those seeds to germinate and to sprout, sometimes years. He could testify that in the process, we don't always understand. The gladness of the psalm is real, but it's not the whole picture. And I want you to hear this because I really love our theme that God is with us. But don't forget the first part, that we can be afraid, that we can be lonely, that we can face tears and God is with us. God is with us. So it's all of it. Anyone who has had any experience with God, who has achieved something worthwhile, who has served others well, has found out that the greatest joy comes after a season of tears. That those who sow with tears will reap a crop of joy. Nothing is wasted with God. Nothing is wasted with God. Nothing is wasted. No matter what you face, wherever you're walking on this journey, whatever bumps you're going through, God is with you. Would you say that with me as we close? God is with me. I want you to say it one more time God is is with with me wherever you're at in this walk of trust know that there are seeds that you have not yet seen the blossoms to know that there is courage right in what you are in know that those tears are seen by heaven and there will be a crop of joy